Dan, it's episode 50 special. Are you all warmed up? I'm all warmed up. This is a New Year of myth, so no more, no more car sleeping stories, no more being sad about a girl on a podcast, uh, no more talking about girls on podcast. Admittedly, this is all about me. But like, uh, <laughs> uh, we, we, we got a, we're a brand new team now. We're yeah. heading forward to the future. Are you ready? I'm ready. Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Huss. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please welcome to your ears, it's your uh, tinnitus! See, that's quite funny actually, but uh, got to start again. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to your uh, ears, it's Man and Dan! Bam! 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 bam. 50 special, bam, bam, 50 bam. episodes, we bam, have done bam, bam. 50 episodes, done 50. half a century of episodes. Hey, why don't you get Atlas do a rap to celebrate it? <laughs> yo, 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 it's the 50th episode, coming at you live from a... <laughs> episode, epi... Ode. Ep- Ebode! Already. Yo, yo, it's the 50th episode coming at you live from... Uh, no, but it doesn't work, actually. It doesn't, doesn't work. Fuck! Okay. This is the best introduction we've ever done. Oh, I really thought I was on to something, then. There was a, about a two-second period where Dan was just like... Oh, fuck. I tried, trying to rattle his brain there. It's like, episode, abode... <laughs> Man, that was good. Wow. Uh, so this is a, a whole it's our 50th anniversary Dan finally weird start yeah <laughs> but if anything that was the most archetypal missed start we could ever have hoped for we did a little bit of singing we tried to rap it's really it's a callback of callback yeah right? it is it is so this is our 50th anniversary you know we can't believe we've done this for 50 years Dan this is, this is crazy <laughs> yeah someone really needs to explain what anniversary is to us yeah. <laughs> but it's a genuine... no, 50 that's a milestone yeah 50 episodes 50 episodes and we've gone for a, a whole year now because yeah. uh, we had those two bonus episodes as well yeah. 50 uh, episodes it's 100 divided by 2 Yes, <laughs> um, I, I forgot we're very good at maths as well. So yeah. um, wow, so it's been a whole year of myths, and it's been uh, absolutely grand. Uh, uh, thank you for coming with us on this journey, dear dear listener, um, not viewer. Uh, so yeah, so today we've got a lot of special things lined up, and we're just going to get straight into it because we <laughs> we've already ticked around, and it's quite a chockful episode. So before we do that, we Dan and I thought we were going to start this episode with um, our top moments of the last year like things we've done to make each other laugh uh top three moments from both of us as well. okay uh dan do you want to go first yes i'll go first because as you know i've written them down <laughs> he hasn't written <laughs> them down i said like, dan do you want to write them down i said like, no i'll just write them down with my brain uh, and i bet you he'll forget one of them <laughs> <laughs> i only thought one of them oh, oh my god really no i can make it up uh, no you gotta oh. no i know the good i know all the good moments i thought we were gonna have the same moments no, because no, I've got a lot of moments. Okay. Oh, man, I enjoy doing the podcast. Um, Sorry. Oh, I'm no. I, I'm like doing right. the podcast. Favourite memory. But 
is actually... So probably... is it, should we start with top three? Isn't it? Oh, it's just oh, okay, well, I was just going to mention... I'm going to do maybe in different categories, and this one is the one I found the funniest. Okay. Or the... Perhaps I'll preface this. The moment of the last 50 episodes where I think you made me laugh the most. Okay, cool. Um, no, you do make me laugh a lot on the podcast. Yeah. But I do... I don't think it's a secret that often it's hard... It's very hard to get me to... Properly like, laugh. I can tell I've done good if Dan's properly belly laughing. Yeah, if I well. properly because you do, you <laughs> just naturally belly laugh quite a lot anyway. Yeah. So it happens quite a lot. But I read, I actually don't laugh out loud that often, really. Um, which is quite hard for an audio podcast, by the way. <laughs> There's some bits Funny. which sound. Uh, well, some bits I'll tell a joke which I have to cut because Dan doesn't laugh at it. And then he but goes, I do find it funny. But afterwards he goes, Yeah, that's really funny. It's like, I cut that, Dan. I lost faith in it. No, and that was, of course. And don't ask me what episode number this is because I don't know. And that, of course, was when Matt made a joke about <laughs> little Ganymede's tight arsehole. <laughs> And I found that really enjoyable, man. Like, I just want to let you know that that, that want... stuck with me that yeah. moment. <laughs> Ganymede's tight little butthole. Ganymede's tight little butthole. Uh, that was, uh, it was about how Hero was jealous because Zeus's she's... lover's episode, wasn't Zeus's it? Zeus's lover, yeah, he's a five-year-old boy. <laughs> 15, but that's a mute point, isn't it? Uh... <laughs> if they're 15, they may as well be five. I mean, you've got, you've gone past... You know I mean? You've crossed that line so... into... into... <laughs> into being... Let's not get into paedophilic claw, Dan. Okay. <laughs> Um, and um, so, so should I do my one or can do yeah. Uh, let's, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be quite frank here. Uh, one of my favourite moments. Uh, uh, I think uh, <laughs> the two episode period where I thought I was gay. That was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a whole year it's been as well. God, God, I forget that happens. Yeah, right. It's weird. God, you do so many weird things. I forget. <laughs> It's all coming back to me now, all the weird stuff you've said. Honestly, I've had to, I wrote down a list because wow. like, I've done some weird things this year as well. Because yeah. this year in particular, because I, I try and think of things to say for this podcast, and there's always been a, a, a whole mirth of things to say that have either so I have a weird life, Dan. Yeah, but yeah, the time that you debated, here and now, it all happened kind of live, didn't it? It was like a therapy session, that yeah. episode, where you decided that you might be gay. Yeah, um, still unsure. Still, still <laughs> unsure. And the thing is, um, obviously, I've, uh, yeah, I've um, since then I've dated quite a few ladies, and most of them have listened to the podcast. And by God, it's hard to explain that episode <laughs> to them. And also, it's also quite hard to explain the litany of a uh, sleeping in my car for girls as well. It's quite, it's not a good icebreaker. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Dan, what's your uh, number two? Number two. Uh, it's probably I mean I have to mention it because it was a thing that happened and I'm very proud of it and that of course was the Weedabix challenge oh my god um, that's a big that's a big moment for me I think that also has a big stepping stone for us in terms of doing this podcast because you realise that because it's hilarious for us to do something like that it doesn't mean it listens well yeah. <laughs> And I think that from an artistic point of view that was a learning curve for us wasn't it Matt oh yeah but just because yeah. something is like it's happened a lot at uni, didn't it? Like when you're creating device pieces in, in, of theatre, you know, yeah. you you've got to draw the line between doing something that it's you think self indulgent that you yeah. think's funny, and actually what is someone actually going to enjoy. And I feel like we smashed that that we crossed that line big time. But the, well, actually, you say that, but but also, I was just ultimately proud of myself because I smashed twelve weebics in like we, forty minutes. It was going to have to happen at some point anyway, so I think episode eight was a good place to do it. And secondly, like. I think that episode is actually the most commented upon because um, on Twitter or in like 
people listen to it and they come up to when me. people stop us in the street uh, yeah people go oh my god is that is that Dan Rhodes I was like no it's Matt Hoss he goes no you look like a beaten up Nick Frost <laughs> I was like leave it get a haircut shut up uh, uh, so um People, people are all really odd about that Weetabix episode because they're either they're like, uh, well, they are. Everyone is polarized because like, it's it's really disturbing, but it's also impressive as well. Uh, it's, 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 everyone's on the fence about that. Episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's like it's good to have an infamous episode. Yeah. You know, I think it was also weird that we did that Weetabix challenge during a quite a weird myth as well. It's pretty many, right? Yeah, about but, a guy who falls in love with a statue he makes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it yeah, it was very. Uh, it was it was a rushed episode, I think. Mm. But it was it was good though. I although it's genuinely quite hard because it's nice to have back and forth, and uh, this whole podcast relies on its dynamic between us two. And when my partner is eating a whole lot of Weetabix <laughs> and two liters of milk, it's quite hard to keep uh, in, in a cohesive show. Really. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, okay, I'm I'm being a proper basic bitch here, Dan. But uh, Pete Reservices for okay. what? What a, what a treat that's been! It was a treat, actually. Yeah, yeah. I was going to think about people services because you know we went to the, we did the machines. Yeah, uh, we did. Where the guy bounced us. You so made fifty p, sixty p, lost fifty p, lost fifty p. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you made thirty p. I uh, made thirty p. Yeah. I um, uh, we, we took a lot of selfies where people looked. It was quite strange. Like, yeah. why are they taking pictures outside of people services? If only they knew. We and, did that. Um, we did. We did. We recorded in your car opposite a playground for the children. Not for the children, but in front of the children. In, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> we looked. And oh, well, I meant it in the creepy way, don't yeah. I? <laughs> as long as they're below fifteen, it's turn, <laughs> it might as well be five. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, I think the Peter room was a nice one, and uh, again, that was another one where we we kind of uh, went out of our way just to just for a podcast. If you know what I mean, it's very weird. We actually had to go down the wrong part of the motorway to drop you up home. So. Yeah, we went the long way around just yeah. for. That was a nice drive, actually. Yeah, we, that was also a weird episode as well. Uh, I think we did the Battle of the Lapis. We there. did the Battle of the Lapis, yeah. And mm. your, your final top three moments. Well, three moments. So I'm trying to pick different ones from different categories. So the, the Ganymede's arsehole was just my my personal favourite funniest comment that made me laugh. Second was was just a weird episode. So maybe my third one. I'm debating between two different categories I could put under this. Well, I, well why aren't you? Uh, what are you thinking? What? Well, my third one was actually going to be what my uh, my favourite myth was. Okay. But I think maybe we're going to do a league table at the end of this. No secret. We're going at the end of um, this 50th episode. We're going to see the top 50. We're going to rank kind of who's, what the league tables. Who's, who's the best and who's the worst? Who's uh, the best? The worst? Of the whole year. Of the whole year in different categories. So maybe that'll be for them. Yeah, yeah. So actually. Personally, my favourite moment is, and this probably didn't come through to the, the listeners, but this is why I want to mention viewers. it. The viewers, yeah. <laughs> I haven't made that mistake in a long time, yeah, yeah, actually. I just want to say. Um, and that is the during the summer when we recorded an episode in Wimbledon, at uh, mine. Um, oh, I know where this is and going. And it was unbelievably hot. <laughs> and we recorded it topless. Yeah, and we belly slapped. And we belly slapped. And, I, oh, man, man, we were so... Th- I, was, I had a bit of a head. I was so hot. Um, we had like before people don't know this but but, obviously we never mentioned it but there was probably about an hour and a half before we sat down to record where we spent all that that hour and a half debating whether what type of fan to put in my room whether we have the window open or closed the blinds up or down it was just too hot and we just could not work out how to get the room we had the fan didn't we but like we started recording for like 10 minutes and then afterwards we had to stop (gasps) yeah it was a and we're like, okay, we need to. This is not going to be listenable at all. I mean, bear in mind, we have very low production standards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. So that was, yeah, that oh, because 
I, before recording, we were like saying the first twenty episodes. We uh, it seemed that like they took a long time, and there was a lot of content in them. And uh, for the last uh, half of the year, they seemed to go quite fast. If you know what I mean. And I think the reason why is because when we recorded them, I think we might have had it like it might have just tripped a wire in our brains. Yeah. We just haven't thought about it. And it was weird when we listening when we edited the episode and we listened through, uh, listened back to it. I was like, we. I think we made reference to the fact we were topless. <laughs> But actually, it just sounds like a normal episode. But uh, yeah. I remember that because oh, it was not a normal episode it was in terms Herculean, of it, wasn't it? It was yeah. really, it was really hard actually. Because we, because um, it was before the fringe, wasn't it? Because we it had was. to record whilst I was up there. Yeah. And we did about we had to do four episodes that day. And my god, it was a hard one. Yeah, well. it was so hot. And, and it was like one of the hottest days of the year, and yeah. I really struggled. And I live on the top floor. It was just not. Yeah. It was, everything was. But yeah, I think that's a triumph though, as well. Like we made yeah. it sound like a normal. In fact, that was the episode where I uh, I decided to take off my top, and then you threw up. So uh... <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Not... Yeah. So maybe it's just a memory of mine. Because it just sticks with my memory. And my final last one, uh, I'll keep this brief. But uh, I think uh, to kind of kind of go along the same theme. Um, I think one of the genuinely the sweetest moments of the whole podcast is the Matt Hoss quiz, actually. Matt Hoss quiz. When you came around, saw the village, and you got most of the questions right afterwards. And that, I did? It was just a sweet moment where you actually paid attention to my life. You Thank know? you. This year we'll have to do a Dan Rhodes Essex quiz. Yeah, going to Holstein. Yeah. yeah. And talk about Holstead, uh, I believe we may have an episode 50 gift then. We have an episode 50 gift. I don't think that's episode 4 Trump. So it's no secret that my mum listens to this podcast. Um, and she didn't, I don't think she meant for this to be an episode 50 I mean episode it's not a mile only we think this is a milestone <laughs> um, well it's a 50th anniversary Dan yeah it's a lot of episodes um, and also it actually does technically mark basically a, exactly a year yeah, since yeah, we started yeah, yeah. but um, I uh, yeah she sent us our fir- well I think it must be our first gift wow that sounds awesome man uh, we should um, yeah um, would you like to see what it is I, I, I know what no, it is obviously because I, no I didn't know it was a gift until I unwrapped it and, <coughs> and, and I, like, no, it just I, came through the I have no idea about this. So, so it was a parcel. Yeah. And in the parcel, there was a note. Would you like to read out the note that this says? This is. It's on beautiful paper. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Chris. Hi, Dan. This is a little extra Xmas present. Sorry it's late. Thought you and Matt would appreciate it for myths. Spelt correctly. Perhaps you can enjoy it as a first gift from a mister. Oh, love from... Mum slash Chris slash someone yeah. whose name you forgot. Yeah, love from Mum. Wow, that's really sweet. Uh, that's very. Thank you for that very much, Chris. Let's find out what it is. Matt, uh, close your eyes. I'm gonna uh, put it in your hand. You have to actually close your eyes, though. I bet it's something to do with Weetabix. If it's a, if it's well, wow. okay. Actually, what do you think it is? What do you think it is? If it's a, I bet it's about all the toppings you can have in Weetabix, like a Weetabix Facebook. Okay, I'm actually gonna put it face down so you can turn it over. You think it's a Weetabix Facebook? Yeah. Okay, Matt. Okay, it's a book of some form. Yeah. My eyes are closed. You may look. Is it? Okay. <laughs> I think he enjoys it. <laughs> he enjoys it, Mum. He found it funny. <laughs> Do you want to explain it to me? <laughs> nah, it's a book about peregrine falcons. <laughs> but it's quite a childish book as well. Oh dear. That's the funniest thing. <laughs> this is the best episode by far. Oh my god. Okay. 
And can Matt, you... explains the context. <laughs> okay, so um, for whatever reason, whilst we're recording uh, Jason and the Argonauts, uh, I think Dan knew some insane facts about Perry and Falcons. Was it around that time? As did Laura Lex, it turns out. Yeah, because I thought I was the only person in the world who didn't know about Perry and Falcons. And um, we've learned a lot of Perry and Falcon facts in the last couple yeah. of myths. For example... Um, there's zero peregrine falcons on the sun. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's the wingspan of a peregrine falcon? So, but we have the book. We know we, we can. Yeah. Now of... we have a peregrine falcon book. Oh my! This is genuinely the nicest thing in the world. <laughs> right. There's a falcon quiz. Can we find out what it is? Yeah, oh, this is a good quiz, Matt. A peregrine falcon is bigger than her mate, but is she the size of a a sparrow, b a crow? Or C, an ostrich. <laughs> uh, see, the, the comedian in part of my brain wants to be ostrich. I'm going to guess crow. A female peregrine falcon is the size of A, a crow, you think? That's, or B, a crow. Let's find out. Sorry, there's loads of goddamn... It says turn to page 32, but there aren't any page numbers. Because <laughs> famously, peregrine falcons are allergic to uh, <laughs> numbers. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're so bad at maths, Dan. It is B, a crow. Get in. B, a crow. Um, some other uh, highlights of the last year as well. Uh, for example, I've become a Aegean boat specialist. You've become an Aegean boat specialist, yep. Um, uh, you know, uh, you, you, I've learned you can get pregnant up the butt. You learned, <laughs> yep, yep. Right, um, well, I think we should... Uh, oh, thank you so much for that, Chris. That, <laughs> that made me laugh a lot. Uh, maybe we can read some of that out afterwards as well. Anyway, uh, it's time for a very, very special myth. Mr. Yango Rhodes, uh, Dan the Man, are you ready for our episode uh, 50th myth? I am. A myth-tieth. Uh I enjoyed that. Uh, so, fun, isn't it? I, I enjoyed it. So, Daniel, without further ado, what myth are we doing today, and why is it special? It's special because this was our first ever myth. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are doing Theseus 2.0. Bam, bam, bam. He's your favourite little dickhead. Because uh, we don't like him, do we? We don't like him, no. Well, why don't we like him? Because, well, let me do my unabridged version <laughs> of Theseus Part 1. I'm going to read the book. I'll, uh, yeah, we'll cut yeah. in at the end. Theseus. Duh, duh, duh. What happens, guys, is his dad is like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going over to Crete to yeah. kill a minotaur that is in a dungeon slash labyrinth. And they're like, what? That's really dangerous. You'll die. And then he's like, ah, it's fine. I mean, I'll sacrifice myself because every seven boys and seven girls get eaten every year. I'll just be one of them and I'm going to kill it. And he's like, but don't do it. And he's like, dad, it's fine. I'll be back. Well, son, when you come back... Make sure your sails are—I want to say white, white, if, white if you're alive, and black if you're dead. And he's like, "Okay, Dad, I don't understand how I'm going to put my own black sails up if I'm dead, but I'll get you." He goes over to there. He goes into the labyrinth where King Minus is there, <laughs> and then he kills the Minotaur with apparent ease. Yeah. Um, and then he comes back out. He takes King Minus's daughter Ariadne. Yes. Um, and then they go, and then he leaves her on an island. And then sails off. And when sailing off, he forgets to change his sails from black to white. And he keeps them as black. And his dad sees them on the horizon and thinks, oh my god, my son is dead. And he kills himself. And his dad is King Aegeus, which is why it's called the Aegean. I mean, 
like, I was going to joke saying that, oh, why don't you do it, like, as long as the last time? But that was as long as the other episode. Uh, so in today's episode, um, we're actually going to be looking what happened to Theseus before the Minotaur. The stuff which made him the person who he is, and how he got there, and yes. how he even got to Athens in the first place. Yes. Because we've already done the Minotaur bit, that's the most famous bit. Damn, why don't you do the abridged version? <laughs> no, uh, but like, uh, but um, we're also in the... F- Following episode, we're going to do what happens to him after the Minotaur as well, because he also has a life beyond that as well. He does. Uh, yeah. So obviously, uh, Dan, do you remember much about how Theseus was portrayed last time? Uh, he's a bit of a douche. Yes. He's like eighteen, nineteen, a bit cocky. But, thinks he's a bit. But all vocally, over. how was he? Like, cause he's I'm, from Birmingham. He was because um, he's brummy. Ladies and gentlemen, it's return of my Theseus voice. Oh, you're right. I'm from Birmingham. Yeah. Why did I choose this accent when I can't really do it? Scouse, if anything. That's Scouse, yeah, that's definitely not from Birmingham. 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 I'm, I'm Theseus. Theseus. I'm Theseus. That's a thought. That's a port. West Bromwich Albion. We should really be booked in for voice acting. Maybe we, we should do really, yeah. Uh, yeah. So without further ado, let's learn about Theseus, the king of Athens. Aegeus, one of the prehistoric kings of Athens, although twice married, had no heir to the throne. So, he made a pilgrimage to consult the celebrated oracle of Delphi. As he didn't get a clear-cut answer from the oracle, he sought advice from his wise friend, Pythias, king of Troezen in Argolis. Pythias happily gave away his daughter, Aretha, <laughs> to his friend at a secret wedding. Uh, I did, for whatever reason, I read from him think of you, Aretha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, he's got this um, little uh, secret wedding planned. Urethra, after having Ian, a lame of a husband, <laughs> having Ian, <laughs> I've <one> called <laughs> Ian. Ian. <laughs> it has lowercase L, which looks like, yeah. Ian, yeah. It is missing the sandal. Urethra, having an... <laughs> Aether. <laughs> I know. Please don't call it Urethra. Aether, after having lain with her husband on her wedding night, decided to take a walk in the moonlight which took her through the shallow waters of the sea to Cypheria Island on the opposite coast of Poros. There she found Poseidon, god of the sea and earthquakes. Aethra, in the middle of the night and under the moonlight, was seduced by Poseidon. Thus she got doubly impregnated Thus she got doubly impregnated with the seed of a mortal and a god giving birth to our hero, Theseus. Blessed to be born with both human and divine qualities. I did not know that about Theseus, that he is... Okay. There's a lot to unpack there, isn't it, Dan? Because mm. she's like, oh, I've had this lovely wedding. Oh, yeah, I slept with my husband. Oh, that's nice. Bit bored, isn't it? Go to the sea. Yeah. What's that? The, the sea god? Oh, well, quid's in. Uh, quid's in, yeah. So it's kind of weird that, you know, she slept with two people on, this, on her wedding night right, as well. Yes, that's, that's true. That's quite... It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know that Theseus was a demigod. I assumed he was just a normal kid. Well, maybe that's why he's a bit of a prick, because he seems that he's pretty good at everything. Yeah, yeah. Or he's got that divine, like, Poseidon's... Because, like... remember in the labyrinth, like, he just he just kind of broke the uh, minotaur, like, very fast as well. So maybe he does have those divine qualities. So he's, like, the, the non-21st century equivalent of having two dads. Uh... I guess, but I don't think Poseidon has any help in uh, Yeah, that's true. It's more like... So wait, the two sperms like formed to make one baby? I think biologically it doesn't really make sense. No. Um, or is it that they just don't know which one is his father? It seems weird that he's both... Like, he's yeah. got the power of both... More... Also, also, if 
Poseidon was the king, surely the mum would have been human anyway, so it would have been human slash god anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's probably Poseidon's, yeah. right? So it's a bit like Mary, Joseph and God situation. Yeah, I yeah. Think. King Aegeus apparently didn't need a wife, only an heir. So he decided to return to Athens after the birth of his quote-unquote son. Before his departure, however, he hid his sword and sandals beneath a huge rock in the presence of Aether and told her to send Theseus to Athens when he was old enough and had the strength to roll away the rock and retrieve the evidence of his royal lineage. So he has set up a trap. He's letting her go... She's letting her become a single mum. Yeah. And he's set up a... a Yeah. Like a, a... not a trap, but like a... A uh, game. A, and a, he said, a trial. Yeah, him. and he said, when your son is old enough to, to, to tell him to come up with his heel and move this rock. Yeah. And then he will know the truth of his birth. So. Why don't you just tell him when he's... Shut up, wench. <laughs> I'm king of Jesus. So do you reckon he's... He must be quite pissed off that she slept with Poseidon. Poseidon, yeah, That's I reckon. Why, I reckon. Yeah. Theseus grew up in Troezen under the care of his mother and grandfather. From a young age, the brave young man was fired up with ambition to emulate the awesome exploits of his hero, Hercules, who had achieved fame by destroying many villains and monsters. When, at the right time, Aether led her son to the rock of his destiny, he easily rolled it away and retrieved the sword and sandals of his father. It's like a King Arthur story. Yeah, that's, that's a really good example, actually. Thank um, you, hey, Dan. Really good. Thank you, man. It's kind of weird. Like uh, it's like, ah, oh, look, you found this royal sword and my royal sandals. <laughs> I was like, what? Why did you do that? There's no need for that. Also, is he meant to know what that means? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, mum, I've moved the rocks, just some sword and some sandals, and she's like, yes, and and he's like, and this doesn't help me at all. This Understand. is the worst shopping trip, trip ever. ever. Yeah. Worst shopping trip ever. <laughs> That's what Trazon is a uh, Burnham. But it's also quite think about like how his he has quite a weird relationship with women and also uh can't have commitment with Ariadne and Peter yeah. Services and all that. So this is all starting to make a bit more sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, we are learning a bit more about his background. He's without defending him, he's also a bit of a knob for a reason now. There's yeah. some background story to this. I'm already blown away by the fact that I thought it was just him and his dad. He had like a single father. Yeah. And right. that's why his father was so overcome with grief when he thought he died. He killed himself. Yeah. Also, I can't see how he's that invested. Yeah. Jesus is like, ah, he's raising himself. Yeah. yeah. Not my son. Um, so, as Theseus was about to set out on his journey towards fate, Piteus advised his grandson to avoid the robber infested roads and travel by the shorter and safer sea route to Athens. However, our young hero would have none of it. He had already decided to make confronting and overcoming perils his lifetime hobby. <laughs> so he chose the dangerous land route around the Saronic Gulf, on which he would shortly encounter a series of tremendous challenges. See, now, what a weird so, life goal. See, right, yeah, that's a weird hobby. It's like, what do you do? Oh, I do nothing. How about you? Reading. How about you? Challenge myself on a dangerous challenge. like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if there's a club for that, Theseus. Overcoming perils. <laughs> okay, so we had like like a bad history for Theseus. We were, I was feeling sympathetic towards him, but then his grandfather's like, "Hey, you know, go by the sea route." He's like, "No, I'm gonna go the dangerous route." He's like, "Okay, now he's a bell end." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, now he's a yeah. bell. It wasn't long before Theseus had his first adventure at 
Epidaurus. Epidaurus. A plague, see, that's the one thing I haven't learned to do over the 50 episodes. A place Reed. sacred to the... <laughs> a place sacred to the god Apollo and the legendary physician Asclepius. He, he met the famous... Perif- oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, guys. <laughs> right. Perifetes. Right. So he's at this place... Epidaurus. Which is, which is sacred to the god Apollo. He's met a physician... Aclepius. And there's also... The famous... The famous, this guy... Perifetes. Son of Hesphytus, who used to dash out the brains of travellers with an iron club. Good God. As his grandfather had already given him description of Perifetes... Are we saying that word? Perifetes. Perifetes. Theseus immediately recognised him. In the savage encounter that followed, Theseus paid back Perifetes in his own coin by dashing (laughs) out the brains of the scoundrel with his own iron club. Fucking The brave youth kept the club... As a trophy, and soon reached the Ithamus or Cor- of Corinth without further interruption. Okay. Okay. So he's killed a guy basically. <laughs> After all those names, I don't know if that didn't make sense. I apologise. Yeah. Um, but long story short, he killed a guy who so, kills other guys. But he was a son. He's also a demigod, though. Perifetes. Also, a little nice. joke. It's like, <clears throat> get are you ready for this joke, Dan? Oh. Do you know why he needed the sandals under the rock? Why he needed them to defeat Perifetes. Pair of feet. A pair of feeties. That's a good one, Matt. I'm a professional comedian. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Uh, But yeah, also, he, yeah, as as you rightly pointed out, like this is this is just graphic violence, isn't it? It's like, oh, I want to go in dangerous. He just murdered a man for no reason. Like I said, they dashed the brains out. Yeah, that's a weird way of wording someone beating someone's yeah head to mush. It's quite brutal, isn't it? Anyway, so he's at Corinth. Yeah. The inhabitants at the Isthmus warned Theseus about another danger to face. Cyrus, the bandit, guarding the passage from Corinth to Athens, had a more interesting method of treating travellers than the previous villain. Cyrus would tie his helpless victim between two trees, which he would bend to the ground and then abruptly release it. This improvised catapult would hurl the victims into the air and then onto the ground, dashing them to their deaths. Well... It didn't take much time for our hero to finish off this task, too. Then, Theseus thought this was a good time to lose his virginity. <laughs> so, he, so he raped the daughter of this guy, Sirius. Oh, my God! She's called Peregrin! This is the best episode ever! Who would beget him, son of... So he's... There's a bandit who straps victims to trees and then, like, in a, as a cartoon, bends the trees down and he goes, Ba-doing! and then they fly through the air like a trebuchet and they land crashing to their deaths. And he thought, wait, this isn't right. How am I going to get to this guy? I know what I'll do. I'll rape his daughter. That's a dick move. Hold on, there's so much. The daughter's called Peregrine. Do you know how perfect that oh, is? That was quite funny. If we're not nominated for a reward for that, because we didn't plan that. We... If you know us, we didn't plan it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Then I saw her name come up. I mean, I, I feel bad for laughing that much to what's happened to her, because it's, it's awful. Um, I want to edit that out so it just seems like Matt laughed when I said he, she was raped. The funniest thing about that is that, as if you do any editing. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's horrible what, um, uh, uh, what Sirius is doing, you know. Uh, he's tying... It's tying in between two trees, so they get split in half. So both sides go... 
the, the, the body's ripped in half and both sides go flying off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's horrible. That's honestly genuinely one of the worst ways to die that we've heard of, yeah. right? Like, um, and it's been some brutal deaths, but that's, that's one of them. So, but then Theseus adds another layer and then rapes his daughter and also through that causes uh, the child of a... It, she she gives birth to someone called Menelippus. Menelippus, yeah, yeah. So she gives birth to Theseus as a son. We didn't know that. No, but... Um, we. We can't understand his relationship with women. Yeah, yeah. But the next adventure of Theseus occurred near the borders of Megara on a narrow trail leading to the edge of a cliff where he found the evil bandit Skyron. That's a cool name, huh? Yeah, Skyron. This scoundrel would compel travellers to wash his feet with their backs of the sea. With their, oh, sorry, sorry. This scoundrel would compel travellers to wash his feet with their backs of the sea so that he could conveniently kick them into the waters below where a sea monster or a giant turtle would eat them. <laughs> this time, however, it was the villain Skyron who was eaten by the sea monster. Hold so, yeah. Yeah, he's like, hey, oh, hey, God, hey, weary traveller on let's, this... Let's, let's, sorry, I think I know where you're going with this. Let's pretend I'm a weary traveller and you're Skyron, Skyron and you're trying to get me to wash my face. So you're just walking through this passage. Do, 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 oh, what a lovely day. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Excuse, excuse me, excuse oh, me. Hi, yeah. uh, hey, man, I'm... <sighs> Having real problems washing my feet. Oh, okay. Um, uh, is there anything I can help with? Yeah, actually, would you like to wash your feet too? We'll wash our feet together. Why do you want me to wash my feet? Just, just do it. I'm not, a, I'm not a sex pest. No, I gotta get going. Now, why? Please. Ah, to... ah, oh, my feet. I've cut myself. Oh, I need to wash the blood off my feet. Help me, please. Why do I need to wash my feet? Ah, uh, uh, I don't know, but my feet hurt. Please. Okay, I uh, guess I'll wash my feet. Okay, it... yeah. Uh, oh, why is there till? Oh, face there? that way. Face that way. Oh, so I can't face you. Yeah, face that way. So I have to turn away. I'll give you a massage. Own... I'll give you a. Ha! Ah, push. <laughs> Oh, why is there a giant turtle down here? <laughs> and I assume that Theseus pushed this guy in. Not that he just died yeah, in his own Because um, giant leatherback turtles famously eat humans. How many um, how many peregrine falcons do uh, do, do eat humans per year? 500. It's 500, yeah. <laughs> it's in the book somewhere. Um, okay, here's a really thing with these bandits, by the way. So um, they are taking a lot of energy and time just to be evil by the way like imagine how long it'll take just to kill someone by putting them to a tree and flinging them yeah. off and also hey can you get me to watch the point i was trying to show is that why would anyone like just kill them you know or push them off or something like that like if you're gonna murder someone do it with you have to do it with such bizarres you know what i mean is it do all of these villains have like their own territory along this path clearly like, like along Pokemon this route villains, yeah. you know what i mean um little farther away from a little further away from Eleusinia. Eleusinia, by the banks of the river... Why am I doing Sisyphus. all this? Sisyphus. Theseus encountered his final adventure on the journey to Athens. The last bandit to play dice with his life against our hero was the giant... Procrustes. Procrustes, yeah. Nickname, The Stretcher. Oh. This amiable scoundrel had an imaginative way of showing his hospitality to travellers, for whom he always kept ready two iron beds... One too long and the other too short. He would offer the too short bed to the tall ones and to help them to fit comfortably into the bed would cut off their limbs. We've dealt with him before in our yeah. Myths Chronicles. Yes, we yeah. mentioned, you know, we did like shorter myths. Yeah. We did a bit more on him. The, the guy that used to lure people to their... He used to like make them sit in a bed and then chop off their feet. Yeah, well, um, it's nice that he actually links in with Theseus as well. Yeah. The same happened with the unlucky short men in the long bed. He would stretch their limbs to make a perfect fit, the victims dying in terrible agony when their limbs were ripped off. 
Theseus gave the stretcher the same treatment, the giant Procrustes expiring in the short bed like his unfortunate victims. Today, Procrustes is well known by the phrase, yeah, this well-known phrase, <laughs> the Procrustean bed. Mm, uh, Matt's bed is crusty, but not, <laughs> not so, for those reasons. In the last couple of episodes, we've for had some famous scene. phrases. So it's like, oh, yes, do you remember the Procrustean bed in the Halcyon days? Like, you're just making no these No one says these things. Um... But also, why is he so obsessed about getting people to fit the right size? You know, is, is he is he Goldilocks? Like, yeah, he's Goldilocks. Yeah, yeah. Also, like when the short one doesn't really work though, because if he's stretching people, he says that they break off their limbs, which, if anything, is making them shorter. Touche. Touche. Ah, uh, I don't think he's thinking rationally. <laughs> well, you have to sass me. I'm trying to be trying to be uh, comedic for a podcast, Dan. And this is what happens with Theseus and the Marathonian bull. Theseus finally arrived at his destination, Athens, without encountering any further challenge. He decided to delay the meeting with his father Aegeus until he had a hold on the surroundings. Being a smart and tough hero, he did some research about the city and its king and gathered some disturbing news, including the intelligence that King Aegeus was in the helpless clutches of the evil sorceress Medea. So, when he came face to face with his father for the first time, he kept the sword and sandals, with tokens of his paternity hidden. So, do you remember Medea? Kind of, yeah. She was in um, Jason and the Argonauts. She was the... I don't know why, but I was going to say, the broad he picked up. (laughs) The woman he picked up, and she cut up her own brother to delay her father. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And she killed her own kids and stuff like that. Uh, She's quite grim. Yeah. So she's holding his dad captive, and he doesn't want to. Be- he's like, I'm going to pretend that I'm not. I don't want to be like, Hey, dad, it's me. He's going to be- hide his identity as his son yeah, yeah. until he can help save him. Basically, he's going undercover to save yeah, his dad. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So it's going to be very important, very shortly. Medea, however, knew the true identity of the strange young newcomer through her occult powers. That didn't sit well with the sorceress who wanted her own son Medus to succeed the kingdom of Athens. So she conspired to poison the aged, the aged king's mind. So she conspired to poison Aegeus's mind against the stranger, and suggested, in all innocence, in all innocence, to send the youth to capture the dreadful Marathonian bull, and menace to them, and menace to the farmers of the countryside, so she could get rid of him easily without resorting to the usual method on such occasions, a murder. So let's just sum that up. Uh, so. She wants her own son, Midas, uh, to become the king, uh, which is a very unoriginal name. Yeah. Oh, M- Medea, what do you want to call the son? Midas? Come on, call it Phil or something. <laughs> um, but then, so she she warps this, uh, the, uh, Jesus' mind to send him out to catch the Marathonian bull, hoping she's going to get killed, like Hercules. Yeah. The Marathonian bull proposal revived the flag and spirit of our hero, who is getting rather bored in the absence of any real challenges to face. On his way to Marathon, Theseus had to seek refuge during a storm in the humble abode of an aged woman called Hikali. She promised the brave youth to make sacrifice to Zeus, chief of the gods, if he succeeded in capturing the bull. Uh, so, again, Theseus is like, he's still a bit of a dickhead about it. He's like, oh, I'm just so bored. I've, I've got nothing to do. Oh, I better go and help my dad the bull thing. <laughs> well, capturing the Marathonian bull was no big deal for our intrepid hero. But, Heca- Heca- but Hecali was dead when Theseus returned to her hut with the captured bull. 
Remembering her kindness to him, he would later name one of the regions of Attica Hecali to honour the old woman. This region exists with the same name still today as Hecale Hecale in modern Greek. <laughs> in a luxurious area on the north side of the Athens close to the... Oh, I'm not going to... I'm going to do a whole paragraph again. I fucking hated that. I'm not even going to mention that whole bullshit thing about where it is in Greece. I don't care where I want to go on holiday. Well, capturing the Marathonian ball was no big deal for our intrepid hero. But Hikali was dead when... Matt's laughing because I farted. But Hikali was found dead when Theseus returned... No. I'm laughing because you fucked it up for us. Start again. I really don't think that's necessary and I can't say it. I'm just teasing you, to be honest. Well, capturing the Marathonian boar was no big deal to our intrepid hero. But Hecali was already dead when Theseus returned to her hut with the captured bull. Remembering her kindness to him, he would later name one of the areas or one of the regions of Attica. Do you reckon that is actually Hecali or do you reckon it's something else? Yeah, Hecali, yeah. To honour the old woman. So basically there's a place in Greece called Hecali. When the victorious Theseus returned to Athens with the dead body of the marathon boar, Aegeus, goaded on by Medea, became still more suspicious of him. So he had to assent to the plan of the sorceress to poison Theseus during the feast to celebrate his victory. So can I just catch, can I just sum up everything, by the way? He's killed the marathon boar. He's gone back to the hut. This woman's dead who sheltered him from a storm. He's like, oh, this woman was so kind to me. Was she really that kind to him? He's like, one night. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's named a place in Greece after her. Does he have the, Does he have permission to do that, by the way? Well, I think once he becomes king, spoiler alert. Yeah. That's true. Um, and then he's gone back finally with the dead marathon ball, and then his dad is still with Medea under her powers, and she's like, poison your that boy. He doesn't know it's her son, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, she knows it's mm. his son, but he doesn't know. Yeah. Uh, so he's poured some poisoned wine. However, as our hero Theseus was about to drink the poisoned wine, the eyes of Aegeus fell upon the sword and sandals the young stranger had just worn. Recognising his son, Aegeus knocked a cup of poisoned wine out of his hand and, embracing the youth with great joy and emotion, named Theseus as his son and successor before his subjects. Evil Medea was perpetually banished from Athens. Hold on. So, (laughs) he only just remembered the last minute, which is, you know, uh, but, like... Oh, this witch has been poisoning my mind. What are you going to do with her? I am going to banish you. Like, wait, you just, you kill people for, like, staring at you wrong. So, like, this is, like, like, yeah. But then again, that at least fits the chronology a bit more, so. So, that is the end of the uh, first section of uh, Theseus 2.0. Because what happens after that, Matt? Well, you're going to have to listen to episode 50. He goes on a boat to fight the Minotaur. He has a very bull-based... Fight. He loves. Yeah, he went from one ball to another. This yeah. is bull. He thought to himself. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna rank this one. Then do the calculations for the others. Here we go. Okay, welcome back to Myths. I uh, hope you enjoyed that break. Uh, sponsored break that one. Uh, um, Take a break. Sponsored by Kit Kat. Are we legally allowed to say that? No. <laughs> Can you imagine if Weetabix found out how many times we say Weetabix and they ask us to either pay or yep. scrap I actually our tweeted, episodes? I actually tweeted them once with an episode linked to the Weetabix challenge and they never responded. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that. It's like, um, yeah, boss, um, we've got, um, got, 
got some uh, a bit of an issue here. What is it? Uh, a bit of a PR crisis. There's a, there's a boy eating twelve Weetabix in an hour. It's, it's bad for their brand. Fine. So, Matt, what are we going to do now? Are we going to rank? Dan, you'll be surprised because you know you usually are. after fifty episodes, you'd be like, "Oh, what what do we do at this point?" We're going to rank it, uh, and what we do is we um, uh, out of life skills, morals, creativity, and WTF, rank it out of forty, and then we go on with our merry day. Yeah. Uh, okay, so life skills, practical things we learn in this myth. Uh, we learn how to travel. We learn how to travel. Learn how to grow or be shrunk. Learn how to grow or be shrunk. We learn how to stretch people. We learn how to catapult people. We learn how to tie people to trees. We learn how to poison people. Poison people. We learn how to push people into rivers. We learn how to move boulders. Yeah. We learn how to get seduced by two human seeds. Well, not human seeds necessarily. No, not necessarily. And also how to, yeah, how to have sex and be stuff. (laughs) <laughs> be stuff uh, in the chat that uh, yeah uh, I guess uh, to uh, ignore advice and stuff like that but I guess that's more of a more uh, I think there's a lot of our skills here I'm going to say a number Dan and that number is a big old 8 I was going to say 8 bang Boom. on bang you know I could tell it was an 8 because you uh, had proper enthusiasm for it as well you are like bam 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 uh, Moraz as I say ignore the uh, advice of elders so I'm just going to subtly, uh, I wrote down creativity was next. It's not. You're such an idiot. It's morals. <laughs> We've done this for a year. How do you not know it by now? <laughs> morals. Don't poison people. They might be a sun in disguise. And if you're going to leave someone a gift, make sure it's sandals. Yep. If you are going to prey on weary, weary travellers <laughs> and murder them and be a scoundrel, you're going to get what's coming to you. That, yeah, there's yeah. always a Theseus around the corner that's going to one up you. Don't ask people to wash their feet. That's Don't ask people weird. to wash their feet. Don't go swimming with green turtles. <laughs> As my father always said, don't don't go swimming with green turtles. Learn the names of Greek places before you read them out on a podcast. <laughs> that's a big moral there, guys. Double check you can pronounce stuff you're about to read on a podcast that people listen to, and make sure you know the right amount of episodes you're going to do before you start the episode. <laughs> Uh, I, um, also learn how to like poison someone's mind and why you shouldn't do that as well yep, yep. Uh, that's a big one I guess and don't murder someone if they've betrayed don't you don't murder someone you just banish them you banish them I'm going to say seven seven I agree creativity 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 I found this actually particularly creative yeah but lots of scoundrel stories lots of scoundrel stories I mean the way that they're strapped to trees and catapulted pushed in and eaten by sea monsters slash maybe or maybe not a turtle um, but what I particularly like about that is like how the lengths they go for it to be inconvenience but they just want to do it if you know what yes, I mean yes yeah the guy that stretches people although he has appeared in Myths Chronicles I yeah I think that uh, killing the marathon ball coming back and find that woman dead that's very Hollywood imagine that in a movie yeah. comes back to find this old woman dead and he names one hunt. after it and yeah. well and uh, and you know his, his wife's surrounded by bulls yeah his dad not knowing it's him until and also like it creates a genuine backstory where there's sympathy for a little bit of uh, thesis he was like a bell end but like largely he was uh, I think he's still a bit of a dick though yeah for sure oh well and uh, the fact that he had like there's gods in it there's there's evil men. I think this has a lot going for it. Daniel? Eight. Nine. Nine. Ooh. I think it's got a lot. 
There is a lot, actually, I have to admit. And I have enjoyed learning about his backstory. Yeah, and I think that it adds... With the original Theseus, he was just a knob, but this there's more of a reason for him to be a knob. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, supposed to be psychoanalytical here, but it's a bit more... Makes a lot. It's a more, far more sense, and I think it's more satisfying as well. All right, nine. It's a nine. Oh, this is a big one, Dan. WTF? The things that make you go. What the things that make you go? <laughs> um, there's quite a lot in there, really. His dad just deciding that his mum's going to be a single parent. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Her getting impregnated by two men. The fact that he wants to lose sandals for a good gift. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or that yeah. he creates like a trial under the rocks. The fact she had sex on a wedding night, that's kind of Yeah, weird. that's kind of messed up. Uh, the fact that she, he allows her to be a single mum. And he's yeah. just like, oh, just... Let, essentially, let, when he's old enough and he's not a kid anymore, he can stay with me. That's essentially the, the, the jib of it, really. Uh, um, the fact that he, his mind was poisoned by Medea and Midas and that he had to try and kill the bull as well. Um... Uh... Yeah, all the scoundrels are like. Yeah, the, uh, the, that's very WTF. I think bonus points for the um, one of the most gruesome kills as well. Yeah. Uh, the splitting of trees and stuff like that, and yeah. uh, the cutting of limbs as well. Uh, yeah. Or oh, what do you do? Oh, I get people. I split them. I cut off the limbs if they're too long. How about you? I'll get them trimmed and, and snap them apart. How about you? I wash the feet. <laughs> Yeah, and the poisoning, Medea, that's pretty yeah, messed up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I mean, her whole backstory is messed up as well, which makes her being even in that presence of that family Also, weird. how it all connects as well, because uh, Hercules was his favourite person, yeah. and also it links with all the different yes, other heroes as well. Yes, that's true. He's, be- he's, like, he's becoming his own heroes, vicariously. Um, but he's also a dick as well. So. Yeah, he's also a dick. Uh, Hercules wasn't a dick. We like Hercules. Yeah, Hercules was a great laugh. Um, what yeah. are you thinking? I think an eight. 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 Yeah, eight. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. So we're we going for eight, Matt? Let's go for eight. We're going for eight. Does that make... Dan, this is juicy stuff. Can we eight for life skills, seven for morals, nine for creativity, eight for WTF, eight plus seven is 15, add nine is 24, add eight... 32. It is. 32, that's a pretty 32. high... pretty high score, pretty high score. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for being uh, with us for a whole year, and before we do anything else, we are going to top of the ranks! Top of the ranks. So this is because we've reached 50, we're going to look back at the last 50 episodes. Top. Who is at the top? Uh, we're going to do it category by category first, see who, who has placed well, and this is basically getting honourable mentions for uh, certain different areas as well. So, do, who's in the top three for life skills, Dan? Life skills, we have one winner. One clear winner. Who's who's in third? We'll okay, it. we'll do a bit. Sorry, yeah. we'll put it's it up. Drama, Dan. Drama. drama sorry. Suspense. They, they've been waiting for a Third place year. is shared. Life skills. It's joint second. Joint second is... Round of applause, please, Matt. <laughs> Wait, That's round of applause. I meant, I meant what's roll. it called? The drum roll. <laughs> Troy part one and Icarus. Woo! Woo! So uh, Achilles... Uh, is it, uh, Achilles. Achilles yeah. uh, part one. Uh, and uh, what's the other one? Icarus. Icarus. Nice uh, one. We've a lot of stuff out of build stuff, didn't we? A lot of building stuff. Yeah. Building stuff. But there is a winner with 10 out of 10 for life skills. It is Hercules part one. Yeah. Because we learned how to kill a lot of stuff. <laughs> so much. So much stuff. I love it because for Hercules it was like, and your next task is kill a thing. It's like, what? 
So, uh, kill so a lot of stuff. Hercules Part One, number uh, in in the top. Uh, so for morals, um, there is no defined winner. No here, defined winner. We just have. Well, may as well say how it is. There are five joint top. F- five joint. All got eight out of ten. And we realize no, no one's got more than eight out of ten for for morals. But the, when we first started this, morals quite a high earner. But we realize that it caps off at eight because we don't because it's not very virtuous. If you know no. what I mean. But maybe maybe, maybe in the future. Maybe in the future. So with uh, morals, we had uh, just in no particular order. We had Narcissus, their Theseus and the Minotaur. Good callback. Uh, Romulus and Remus, uh, Oristoia Part 1, uh, that's Agamemnon, and, of course, how could you forget the Christmas special with St. Nick? St. Nick, he was morally good. Yeah. Well, Slash bad. That's why it was so good. It was like, is he a good person from doing these nice things, or is he a weird, creepy burglar pedophile? <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> anyway, creativity. Then. Next up is creativity. We actually have... Now, we do have... A winner. A winner. But we also have... Five. Five. Joint, joint second. <laughs> we have five people, five myths that got nine out of ten for creativity. One of whom just joined the list. Yeah. Our uh, myth today, Theseus, at I the saw, beginning. I saw Dan scribble it down with his tiny handwriting. Yeah. Um, we have Myth Chronicles, Bellerathon, Hercules Part, it's a part one. 1, Yep, Juno, and the Theseus, what we just did this morning. Theseus Part 2. Theseus Part 2. And who's in the... Who's they in all the got 9 out of 10, but joint first is Jason the Argonauts Part 1. Yeah, and the Golden Fleece. Golden Fleece. Creative, was very creative, wasn't it? Lots yeah. of sea monsters and journeys and mystery and... And copyright. And characters. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice like you lost enthusiasm but you tried to recap yeah, yeah. it halfway through Matt WTF okay we have three joint winners three joint winners three who have ten out of ten three of ten out of ten so any 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 uh, uh, do any guesses yeah because we already <laughs> <laughs> so and so in no particular order we have Miss Chronicles we have Oedipus uh, that's in the first one, yeah. uh, and we also have Kronos as well. All three, All ten three. out of ten, but for All different reasons. For though. different. Why was Miss Chronicles WTF? Because I had sit, well, quite brutal. It's quite uh, brutal, but also a versatile range of, of stuff. type of messed up. Yeah, yeah. Oedipus was messed up for incest and in- like, incest reasons. Morally, yeah. in, uh, ver- um, yeah. morally like corrupted. If you know yeah. Uh, and on top of that, he's a very deranged man. Uh, and then Kronos... Like, it was just pure weird. Weird, wasn't it? Rather than anything else. Well, well, there was penis chopping off and yeah. sea foam well, and people growing and people... Well. Yeah, yeah, like, families murdering each other. It was intense, you know. And I think that's what... Uh, yeah, uh, and I'm pretty happy with all those scores so far. Yeah. But we also have the overall scores. Uh, and, you know, we've been ranking this for a whole year now. And you're probably wondering, why are they doing that? They do it for this reason. This one reason. Every 50 episodes it happens, guys. So, uh, should we should we do the bottom three first? Let's do bottom three. The three honourable mentions of the worst myths. Uh, no, not the three. There were The worst myths. episodes that you shouldn't... If you didn't have... If there's any you don't have to listen to, it's these three. Is that what we're uh, saying, Matt? No, please do not retract that statement <laughs> because <laughs> they are funny episodes. Uh... Uh, but they are the lowest scoring ones. Yeah, they're funny because they're not good episodes. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just as stories. Maybe yeah. they just uh, didn't they, score as highly yeah, they, on our ranking system. Yeah. So in uh, third last place, it's Prometheus episode four with uh, fourteen points. Just fourteen out of forty. Ooh, that's Ooh, low. That's, that's bad. 
Although it is a very poignant story in terms of Greek mythology, and yeah, it's it actually is. a good story. And yeah, all fennel. A guy, yeah, there's a guy who sets fire to fennel. Uh, and actually, can I also say that it's a shame that Prometheus is third last because without Prometheus, we wouldn't have one of our favourite missed characters, Brian the Eagle. Damn, let's give him a standing ovation. Brian, we miss you, mate. We miss you, mate. Just to clarify, we did stand up. <laughs> okay, in second place, it is with thirteen out of. Oh, that's not great either. Thirteen out of forty. It's King Midas, oh, second right, worst. Oh no, all right, mate. King Midas. Everything it... I touch turns to gold. It's a bit more sexy though. Right? It is, yeah. All oh, right. You're all right there, mate. My name's King Midas, and I just touched you, and now you're golden. See, I I actually think about that voice more than you care to admit. <laughs> yeah. But, Matt, who was our lowest ranking there for the last 50? Lowest ranking with just 12. 12 out of 40. Points. Wow. It was Apollo and Cassandra. Apollo and Cassandra, everybody. In the Toy Series. Yeah, yeah. I can't even remember what happened. <laughs> um, also, another honourable mention for bottom, which we didn't mention in the morals bit... With the only zero, the only <laughs> zero of any category <laughs> was Idas and Marpessa. Idas and Marpessa, Laura Lex. Laura Lex forced me to. <laughs> okay, so let's do the top one. Let's do the top one. Top five myths. And the bottom four. Well, top think... six actually. Yes, we we. Oh yes, uh, we have forgotten about that. So top six. Uh, so uh, in the from third to sixth, we have uh, four categories with thirty-one. Yeah, for, that's quite a lot. They've that's, got 31. That's a, Anything over 30 is that's, pretty good. That's, that's, like, that's a yeah. star right there. And they are Miss Chronicles, Jason and the Argonauts, part three, Oedipus, Hercules, part one. But now, now we get to the big boys. There are two winners. Two winners. Now, should we admit that one of them has just made. We have, we, we've we, just created one right now, guys. Yeah. The episode we just did Theseus, part two. Theseus, part two, 2.0. Good, good. Just made it into the top with a joint score of 32 out yeah, of 40. Just nicking it. It's However, who is the number one top myth of the first 50 episode? I was going to say series one, but that didn't make sense. What do you mean top? We just said it's joint top. Joint top. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to make it more dramatic. Joint top with alongside uh, uh, Thesis Part 2. It is our good old friend. Bellerophon and Bellerophon, yay, Trebian, Trebian. Damn. <laughs> I got 32. Good job, guys. Um, sorry if that was a longer episode than anticipated, but it's our 50th episode. It's an incredible milestone because it means that you guys have been listening for one whole year, one whole 12-month period. 50 years. 365 days. We've gone around the sun, literally. With you in our hearts. Both metaphorically and physically. Thank you for all the emails and all the ratings and all the contributions you've given over time. Uh, we genuinely love it and we can't wait for another year of your cooperation and your correspondence as well. Uh, we're going to do a very light um, uh, uh, social media bit. Follow us at Miss Podcast. Email us at MissPodcast at gmail.com. Give us five stars. Donate to us if you can. We're going to leave it there. Far away. Also, Go. feel free to email in with your favourite Miss moments. Yes, yes. So... Uh, Misspodcast at gmail.com It's things that made you laugh, your favourite myth, and, you know, why you love me and Dan so much. I mean, you don't have to do the last one, it's kind of weird. Uh, but uh, thank you once again for being part of the Miss family. You are Misfits, and we can't wait to see you uh, uh, next year. Is that too, so- too, it's, uh, too serious? It's also this year. Right, you mate. mean the next 50... 50- you mean the next year of, of episodes? Where, what a fitting end to have a very pedantic, <laughs> pedantic ending. 
Dan, do you want to read me a Peregrine Falcon fact? Yes, let's read a Peregrine Falcon fact and then we'll end. It's very poignant that we finished on something utterly, utterly unlistenable. (laughs) We go as we mean to go on. Oh, this is actually Matt might learn something from this. Matt, to entice his mate to check out a nesting site, what does a male falcon leave there for her? A. Shiny stones. B. Feathers. Or C. Food. How does a male peregrine falcon get a mate interested? Shiny stones, feathers, or food? Um, D. Get a haircut. That's that's the joke I was going to make. God damn it, he beat me. (laughs) God damn it, I was so ready to make that joke. What do you reckon they do, Matt? Uh, Shiny stones. You went for A. He leaves shiny stones. Well, Matt, that uh, the answer is food. Yeah, that might explain why you keep losing. <laughs> keep. I just throw pebbles at just, girls. Just throw pebbles at girls. <laughs> to yeah. I didn't really think about that answer. But, um, anyway, uh, thank you. We we had a strong ending, and then we did this. <laughs> anyway, we should uh, go now. Uh, thank you all for being such wonderful misfits. Do check out our Miss uh, Fan Club page, uh, Dan. Uh, uh, is there anything you want to say to me in the last moments of episode fifty? Thank you, Matt. It's been a pleasure. Should we kiss on the podcast? No, Matt. No. Isn't it amazing we've gone... 50 episodes that haven't... 50 episodes and not once have we not made a homoerotic joke (laughs) about our our friendship. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Myths. Myths. I'll edit, it, I'll edit it in if it, it's funny. Uh, <coughs> hey, Carly, uh, did you know that she actually, um, um, she used to, when, when Theseus was doing his challenges, he would, she would shout out to him and go, come on, you can do better, you shit, mate. And that's where the term heckling comes from. <laughs> I will not edit Oh that. my good God. <laughs> Didn't you like that? It's funny. I do find it funny in the sense that I kind of see what you meant. But Hikali, Hikali doesn't sound like heckle. It does a bit. Well, it's like a word origin thing. Come on, Yeah, man. maybe. 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 Fight. He loves... Yeah, he went from one ball to another. This yeah. is bull, he thought to himself. <laughs> so you, you mock my joke, but... <laughs>